because Telez, like as as good as he's shown that he can be, I haven't been like that amazed or that impressed by by his play. You know, like he mm-hmm. he just kind of reminds me of Lyle Overbay a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, you got you got you got to explain that. Where it's just like you know, like he can he can make a nice play here and there, and it's just like yeah, yeah, he's your first baseman. But like, do you really want to have that guy as your first baseman? Yeah, we good. Good. All right, amazing. Welcome to Unlimited, episode thirty-four. I got Nicholas Ivanchenko. He's from, he lived in BC. I didn't know. I didn't know he moved back to, to Oakville. Uh, I thought he was still in BC. I thought there was a bit of a time difference, but no, he's in Oakville. He's a big sports fan, Leafs fan, Jays fan. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Aiden. How are you? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Uh, nothing's better than talking sports. So yeah, let, let's. Couldn't you know, agree more. Exactly. Let's just jump right into it then. I didn't get a chance to talk too much about the Jays with Evan too much last episode. Uh, There's been some big signings. They've had three major signings, I would say, uh, so far this offseason. We're going to start off with the big fish, George Springer. George George, George Springer has been the biggest name that the Jays have gotten so far this offseason, signing him to a six-year deal, $150 million, the biggest contract they've ever signed to a free agent. Nick, getting paid. I guess, yeah, definitely <laughs> getting paid. Let's hope it works out. Um, I do want to throw this question at you right away. I don't know if you saw last episode with Evan, but he was considering the fact that maybe Springer's numbers aren't real. What are your thoughts on that? that's interesting um i don't know about real but i feel like playing at minute made it's just really easy you know like you don't have a deep left field you're or yeah and your yeah. right field is like the fence is basically like fenway it's so short uh-huh. um so, I mean, like, maybe numbers like that could be boosted just because of where he's playing. But I, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't go as far as saying that they're faked or anything like that. I, I think the uh, the argument that Evan was trying to make is because of the whole scandal, the Astro scandal and the trash can banging and stuff and stealing yeah. signs. Um, so that's kind of where he was coming from, like, okay, maybe – Springer does get a few less home runs, a few less hits if they're not stealing signs. And I, I could see that. Like, that's probably mm-hmm. real, a realistic statement. Yeah. But overall, George Springer has played phenomenal baseball with the Astros and with the U.S. team as well on the world's biggest stage, I guess, for the WBC. Yeah, definitely. And also, even if they're cheating, like – Everyone should be stealing signs on that team. Springer still had the best numbers. He yeah. was like the best cheater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. So just, I guess thoughts on thoughts on Springer then. Like, are you excited for this move? Oh, definitely. And it'll be good to have like a proper leadoff hitter. Like I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's leadoff because he was leadoff for the Astros and what they go the World Series basically for three years in a row almost. Yeah. Um at least ALCS. Um, 
So, like, I don't know. He obviously works in the leadoff spot. He has a good average, career average. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I know it's up Probably there. Around like 270, 275. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's a good fielder, too. He's fast. Yep. Um, it's also good for base running. So, I, I don't really see a downside, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's a downside, to be honest. Like, also just the fact that he brings two – is it two World Series titles, the Astros won, or is it just the one? They, they I think it's just the one. I think, but yeah, he, I think it's just the one. He brings a World Series championship into that young Blue Jays clubhouse, a lot of For experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to add so much, and he's going to help the young core grow. Um, I do want to stick to that leadoff talk because you brought it up. Yeah. What are some alternatives the Jays could look at if they don't put Springer in the leadoff spot? Who else do you think they could move up there? Um, honestly, I'd go either with Biggio, because uh, he, I think, I think he started the year off in the leadoff spot uh, last year, um, yeah. and he Hit started off shit. hot. He mm-hmm. started off hot too. So, uh, either Biggio or maybe even Lourdes Gurriel. Okay. Um, just because he's fast and, you know, you want somebody fast on the base paths as your leadoff man. Like, I don't know. That's, that's kind of always how I've been coached throughout my rep years. Definitely. You want, you want somebody fast in the top two of your order. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't know, maybe Bichette, but I think you want Bichette hitting your two, three spot. Um, not your one spot. Yeah, I guess. I guess for the the leadoff guy, you want someone who's fast and someone who can get on base. Yeah, so, somebody that can hit for contact. You know, like exactly. they don't have to be the strongest, most powerful person, but right. as long as they get on base, then you got your next, your two, three, four hitters that that can really put some damage down. Yeah, and yeah, like the Jays have a bunch of those those guys now. I would say like there's a lot of competition yeah. for that leadoff spot, and honestly, it seems like forever we've been having this debate about the Jays, like who is their leadoff guy? Like even yeah. like going back, like we used to think Kevin Pillar, is he going to be the leadoff hitter? Is uh, Ben Ben Revere when we had him, I guess. Yeah, he was I like was going to say Ben Revere. He was like yeah. the last like dedicated leadoff hitter that I can remember we had. Exactly. And now it's just been like flip-flopping between, okay, like we, we're going to start with this guy, but then, you know, to, to end the season, he's like the, the seventh or the eighth guy. Yeah, in the exactly. Just like out of nowhere, just goes all the way down to the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, it's crazy. And I don't know if Montoyo is going to stick with, with one guy this year. He doesn't really seem to be that, that type of manager. He likes to experiment things like, like yeah, even with sure. Vladdy, right? Like he plays him in the five spot. He plays him in the two spot, the six spot. Yeah. And you know, that that's a guy who should honestly probably be the cleanup hitter on, on any team. I would say three, yeah. three or four. Um, yeah. I would say three or four, maybe five, but it depends yeah. who you're, it depends which team you're talking about in that case. Definitely. But, but yeah, now the Jays just have so much to work with and we're going to get into the next guy they signed as well, but just looking at that front five, I guess, in the lineup, it, I don't know who's going to be the lead off, but if it's Springer, we got Springer leading off. Like, that, that's insane. That's intimidating for the starting pitcher right away. This guy can yep. hit homers. He can get on base. He yep. can steal bases. Yep. He, he can do it all. He's George yeah. Springer. Yeah, he's exactly. He's George Springer. And then who they go with next, Biggio or Bichette, most likely, I would say. Yeah. And then and then third, it's 
Vladdy or Teoscar. Vladdy, Teoscar, or you could go Lourdes Guriel. Yeah, you could Lourdes go, Guriel, yeah. Or you could go either um, uh, Bichette or Biggio there as yeah. well. Yeah, um, you could. I, I feel like... Is a name yep, as well. Grichik, yep. I feel like I feel like you don't want... Like, if you're having Springer lead off, I feel like you don't want Bichette and Biggio right next to each other in the lineup. Okay. I feel like I feel like you need to spread that out a little bit more. So maybe you put Bichette at like six or seven, or Biggio really? at six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just just because that kind of just adds depth to the back of the order. That is true. And also, like I was just saying, you know, we have Tay Oscar. He's a good hitter. You know, you got Randall Grichik. He was doing way better hitting last year. Yeah. Um, and then we got Vladdy. And yeah, so that yeah. Lourdes Guriel. Um, uh huh. I, yeah, I do. So. I, I do like when MLB teams have that depth in their lineup, and they don't put their best guys at the top, but they do spread it out. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they they could go that route. I don't see Bichette going that low, but maybe Biggio is the guy. Maybe mm. Biggio goes to six, um, or or seven in the lineup, and and just create some havoc in that bottom three. Like, and honestly, even if they don't do that. Their bottom three is still gonna be pretty darn good. Like yeah, it, for sure. It chances are it's it's either one of um Guriel, um, Hernandez, or Grichik in that bottom three. Mm-hmm. And and that's great. And then you got Danny Jansen. Yeah. And then or um Alejandro Kirk. Alejandro Kirk. That's also a name that you know hasn't really been talked about too much, but he put up great numbers to end the year. For sure. Um so, I was very impressed. Yeah, he's a little guy brings a lot of energy to the ballpark and yep. you know if Jansen doesn't pan out then then Kirk's a, a great guy there but yeah I, I I'm not giving up on Jansen yet and he was one of the only guys to hit a home run in that elimination game uh, against the Rays in the playoffs he, he yeah. hit the only two home runs in, in that game um and he's good defensively he is good defensively got, yeah he's got a good arm too he's got some pop you know, he, yeah. he had a great minor league career, so I'm not I'm not really ready to give up on him. But waiting on the bench is is Kirk, and I believe do we still have Reese McGuire? I, yeah, I think, we I do. Think... But I think because Kirk made the uh, top 100 prospects, Did I he think re- he was like I think he was like 80th place or something like that. Uh, I think it just got updated today. Did you see? Is was that the one on today? Maybe I don't know. I think I saw this one like a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they um they released another one today. I think I don't think Kirk was on it, but it was Nate Pearson. Yeah, uh, I know Nate Pearson. He was in the top ten. Yeah, Pearson's ten. Then they have Austin Martin. Then they have oh yeah, um, Austin Martin. I forgot about him. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> when he I'm gets exci- here. I'm excited for him. And then the next guy as well, Jordan Groshans, uh, third baseman. He's, okay, he's the I, next I haven't heard guy. that name yet. I haven't heard that name yet. Ethan actually played with him. He really? uh, when I had Ethan on the show, he was he was talking a little bit bit about Groshans. He was saying he, he doesn't think he's major league ready yet. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> That's and then funny. and then the next one is uh, Sheldon Woods Richardson, who they got in the Marcus Stroman trade. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So that's four pretty good guys. Yeah, uh, right there, two pitchers, two hitters. So you know, even though we have that stacked lineup right now, we still have some young guys that are that are still not ready yet. They're going to be coming in and. Yeah, Austin Martin. I am so excited for him. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I've been watching his highlights on yep. YouTube and stuff, and like, oh my god, like he's unreal. 
Yeah, yeah Vanderbilt. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna be unreal. Yeah, and and he can play like all over too. Like he they can put him in the outfield. I think he's played a bit of shortstop, second base, third base. So yep. there's a lot of versatility with him. Um, and speaking, it's always good to have a, a player that can play multiple positions. Yeah, that that Swiss Army knife. And and yeah. speaking speaking of that, Marcus Semyon. Marcus yep. Semyon <laughs> is that guy. It's a good transition into the next signing. There um, we go. Maybe maybe a little bit of a leapfrog back. Um, we were gonna get uh, Michael Brantley. That was yeah. Apparently, I was hyped about that. I know, right? We were, it was apparently done, confirmed. Hazel May reported it, and then Ken Rosenthal uh, reassured us that <laughs> Brantley would be coming here. And then, you know, it's like four hours go by, something like that, and we hear that the deal isn't official. Yeah. And, and then, like, a few more hours go by, and he signs a deal with uh, with Houston. So yeah, we were we were played with. We I don't. Were, I don't like it. I know it, it wasn't good. And yeah, I was obviously super excited for that. And like, um, yeah, people were saying like, okay, even though we met, we missed out on him. Maybe this means that, um, that we didn't have to trade an outfielder now, because if we get Brantley, then likely one of Guriel or Grichik are out the door, I would say, because then there's a bit of a jam. And then um, I guess one of them could play DH, but I would probably think the man that management would trade one of them for a pitcher. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it would make sense, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the Michael Branley situation, I, I saw so many updates yeah. on my Instagram. I was just like the Jays have signed George Springer. The Jays have signed Michael Branley. I was like, yeah. what? We got both of them, like, yeah. and then I was like so excited. I was texting my friends about it, and I was like, "No way! Like, this is crazy." And then um, my one buddy Ben, he doesn't really know much about like the players, but he he understands baseball. Yeah. Um, but he was asking me, and I was explaining like Michael Brantley, like he's a good utility player, you know, like gets on base. He would hit. He would probably have the best average on our team if yeah. if we had him because this guy that's is what like. I'm saying definitely gonna hit 300 <laughs> like, yeah. it's guaranteed exactly he just he gets the ball in play and that's that's all you can ask for yeah you know and, um and and we don't have i wouldn't say we have too many of those guys that just strictly hit for average like most of I, our guys like the I don't power think, game i don't think we've had one of those guys in like at least five years yeah yeah who was the, the like I, I would say I ben guess Revere. Donaldson, Ben Revere. I yeah, but Brantley does have pop. Ben Revere had no pop. Yeah, <laughs> Ben Revere. Just... Ben Revere hit a home run every blue moon. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Brantley would have been like the the full package, and also he's a Gold Glover defensively in the field. Yep. Um, can run still at at his age. Um, I think the only problem. Good yeah, good good leader. Exactly. Like he's. Was he on that Cleveland Indians team that beat the Jays in 2016? I think, I'm pretty I think sure he was. was. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. yeah so, so he knows how to make it there and and lose. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, that, that's fine. He uses it as motivation. But yeah, the Astros are very lucky to be, to be getting him back. But um, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. But like I said, maybe that means that we didn't have to trade Guriel or, or yeah, Gilles. exactly. And and maybe that also means that we were better suited for Marcus Semyon. Exactly. Let's let's talk about Marcus Semyon because this guy has played shortstop his entire career, but 
I heard that the Jays offered him a little bit more to move over to second base. Um, okay, that's so this, interesting. This is very interesting now because it's a ripple effect. Our infield gets moved around a lot. If Simeon is that guy at second base, Biggio is no longer. Yeah. Where do you put him? Do you put him at third? Do you put him in the outfield? Do you make a trade? What 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 do you think the Jays should do? All right. Well, this this is actually a, quite the interesting one. I think you put Biggio at third and you put Vladdy at first and then you have, you know, like one of our other outfielders DHing. Yeah. And we trade Telez. Right. All right. Yeah, we have Telez still. Because Telez, like as as good as he's shown that he can be, I haven't been like that amazed or that impressed by by his play, you know? Like he mm-hmm. He just kind of reminds me of Lyle Overbay a little bit. <laughs> um, where Wait, you got you got you got to explain that. Where it's just like you know, like he can he can make a nice play here and there, and it's just like yeah, yeah, he's your first baseman. But like, do you really want to have that guy as your first baseman? You know, like, do you really want Lyle Overbay as your first baseman? I get, yeah, I get it, yeah. I don't really remember too much of Lyle, Lyle Overbay. Like I didn't. That's I guess the, at that okay, point, the only I don't, reason. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. only reason I did remember is just because that's when I went to the most Jays games when I was younger. Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, with Telez, he had a great year last year, and he's still very young. And uh, like, even when he first got called up, like we saw the potential right away. I think he. Mm-hmm was like every single game he hit a double or something like that. And I think then Bichette broke that record like in his rookie year too after that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like he's got the pop. Um, and I mean, I don't really have too big of a problem in the infield as well. But um, yeah, I do kind of agree that he might be the odd man out here because if the outfield looks like Guriel, Grichik, and Springer, then Hernandez is the DH for sure. And then Telez is on the bench. There's yeah. no, uh, there's no there's, spot for him. Exactly. Um, but uh, I don't know, like this, this whole year with, with trades and stuff, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it works. Like if the Jays want to trade Telez, I think they would have to do it before the season starts. Personally, yeah. I just don't think, and this is like in any sport too. I think with, with COVID and all the, um, the players moving in quarantines and stuff, if the trade does happen, it's going to cause a lot of teams to just be like, Hey, we're, we're, we're set. We don't need to make any moves um, because we don't want to deal with a guy we acquired having to do like all these COVID tests and coming, yeah, doing a quarantine and days or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just don't see that many trades happening. So if the Jays were to make a, a move like that, or even a move where they trade uh, an outfielder, I, I think it would be pretty soon. I don't, I don't think they wait until, uh spring training i think they uh they get it done right now yeah and i think it's definitely for a pitcher yeah yeah that was one of my questions i said do you trade guriel or grichik for a pitcher i would go to les for a pitcher to les and somebody for a pitcher you know because like you said he does have his upsides and obviously teams see his potential and we see his potential like i'm not saying he was a bad player by any means i'm just saying i was never never really amazed you know um what do you think 
we could get back, like in terms of a pitcher, like a middle of the rotation guy, you think, or like a, a bullpen yeah, I think, piece? I, I think you could maybe get like a, a three, four, maybe not a three, maybe, maybe like a four or five guy, but somebody who's consistent, yeah. maybe like, maybe like a vet whose arms not as there as it used to be, but you know, he can still throw gas, still gets it in the strike zone, something like that. Um, maybe you could get like a relief pitcher, like um, somebody that can give you those three, four innings out of the, out of the bullpen, just because they have converted from being a starter or something like that. Maybe yeah. something like that for him. Cause he, like I said, he does have his upsides. Yep. Um, but I don't think anything too serious, like definitely not a one, two, definitely not a closer. No. Um, but yeah. you can get something of value for sure. Yeah, it, it, it is tough with Telez just also because of his age. Like, are the Jays ready to move on from him? Yeah, and exactly. Like, is, it, is it the choice you want to make just now? Like, and also, right, he'd be right a yet. he'd be a great guy off the bench, too. And you, they're going to need yeah. pinch hitters at some point. Um, you know, those pinch hitters come up clunch, clutch, those pinch runners as well. Um so I mean I could see them holding on to Telez, but sure, if they sure. if they do trade him, I think that's just a big signal that like okay we're we're going all in like yeah we don't exactly. care about the future with Rowdy because Rowdy will could be like a bona fide starter on this team in in three years, but if they move on from him, then management's just like okay we're gonna win the World Series like like in the next two years like we're committed yeah. right now, and I think even just by signing Springer. And Semyon, that's a big signal to the league that hey, we're we're going at it. We're yeah, we're, going, we're, we're, we're in it to this. win it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've kind of just sidetracked completely from Semyon, <laughs> like but, three times, but it's all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's he's a good player. Like he he hit I think thirty three home runs in twenty nineteen. I didn't know that this guy had the pop. I didn't know that either, but like yeah. that's impressive. That that's so impressive. That's like some Aaron Hill numbers back in the day. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Hill and Lyle Overbay references in this one. Okay, yeah. Aaron Hill used to be my favorite player. So. I remember. I remember going to it to a game. Uh, Aaron Hill hit a home run. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all I really got to say. I just remember that I was sitting like maybe ten rows behind home plate too when it happened. Oh, that's um, and, cool. And I was pretty. I was pretty young at the time. Uh, I was like three feet off of catching one of his home runs once. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was like literally the row, uh, just before the bullpen, and I like Man, reached yeah. down to grab it, and it was like three feet from my glove, and I was like, no, I was only yeah. like, I don't know, maybe like ten. Jeez, yeah. I, I don't remember when Aaron Hill was on the team. I just remember he. It was, was probably like yeah, it's around 2010, I would say. Yeah, so you yeah. were ten. Yeah. Oh man, I, I miss going to these games. It's it's gonna be really nice when the stadium opens up again and fans I, are allowed. Yeah, I did. You hear that they might be uh, building a new stadium for us, a new diamond. They might destroy a Rogers Center and and build something from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about that. The memories. The memories. Yeah. Uh, honestly. And I was talking to, to one of my other friends about it, and he's he was originally from uh, New Jersey. Um, okay. So he didn't really grow up around the, the Rogers Center. He hadn't been to too many games at all since he's gotten here. He moved here like two years ago, and I've okay. taken him to like two games. And he likes Rogers Center. He really likes yeah. it, and he doesn't mind it. Um, 
in in my eyes, like I think we could definitely use a bit of a revamp. And I yeah. know the mem- the memories are there, but Rogers Center is not a baseball esque uh, diamond or like stadium facility. You know what I mean? It's just like I, a dome. I get it. Like it's not like in I get San it, Francisco it, where they have the glove or like anything iconic like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I get it, but like I at the same time it just bleeds Blue Jays. For sure. Like you know, like you see the Rogers Center, you're like that's the Rogers Center. That's no other baseball diamond. Like you I know, mean, they like, could still knock it down and call it the Rogers Center and like I I don't I don't know. I'm not like, sure. Like I I agree we could use a revamp and I agree that uh I agree that we could uh, maybe get something that'll uh, attract more fans to our yeah. games. Like I'm not saying like, we need a giant glove or anything. I'm yeah, just, we do. Like maybe a like more... a, maybe like a pool. Like like <laughs> <laughs> where is that in Arizona? Yeah, in Arizona. Yeah, that like the splash, the splash home runs, like they call it or something. Yeah. Something or, like uh, that. Yeah, like we need we need something like a. Like a, a I don't know, like a bird feeder. I'm thinking yeah, like was, some was, like Jays, yeah, uh, Blue Jays. I was going to say like a bird museum or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but I don't know how many people that would attract. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Just some, just something more. Um, maybe like a Blue Jays Hall of Fame type thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Just anything like, and also maybe just like, like have, have the roof open more. I think that would also make it more of a of a stage. Well, I think like we a, need more we need more day games. That's true as well. Yeah. Like the day yeah. games at the Rogers Center like the biggest vibe where you go at night it's just like sometimes it gets cold because we're in Canada and like Ex- except if there's $1 hot dogs. Those are those are the best. $1 hot dogs is always yeah. key. Looney 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 dogs. That's what they called it. Yeah. yeah. Um but uh yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, yeah, I just like, saw the rumors about it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything official. Like, we're not going to be playing here for, honestly, maybe not, maybe the next two years. I think we're looking at playing in Dunedin to start yeah. at least next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who knows what's what's going to happen the year after. But it, it sucks that we're the only Canadian team and we can't do like what the NHL is doing with like the whole Canadian division and it's the same yeah, thing with the Raptors, right? Like, we're just well, it's, out. it's weird that okay, and basketball specifically, it's weird that there's only one Canadian team, given that basketball was invented in Canada. Yeah, facts. But that that is just I I don't I don't really understand that, but I guess there's not really that big of a basketball I mean, market in t- like the the center the central provinces in Canada, and definitely not in the territories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is true, but I, also I don't know if. If just the fact that basketball was um, was created from from Canada means that we should have more teams, I guess. I mean, and like, all, like, like, where are you gonna put the teams? Like, we could have one in each province, but still, the U.S. has a lot more spots that there could be. Teams. Definitely, definitely. But yeah. at the same time, you know, like it's even for hockey, you, right? Like, we we are we are hockey's yeah, our sport, and we're the minority in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, you have all these hockey teams across across Canada. Why can't you just put a basketball team in those ranks? So yeah. Like the Raptors do. Yeah, and I, I don't really know how this – how the NBA 
chose to do that or anything. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I don't know either. I was just like, I know, can like Canada, um, like basketball is a Canadian sport, but at the same time, there's not many well-known Canadian basketball players right now. As much as yeah. I would like, at least, like, don't get me wrong, like, there's some guys that are phenomenal players, but it's not like the states where you have a stacked lineup. Like, yeah. if you look no, at the U.S. Sure, Olympic sure. team, yeah. Just, it does have a lot to do with like the, the market, like how many people are playing and like how many people are actually interested and how many people yeah. take time to like take the time to actually invest into wanting to play. And I feel like a lot more people in, in the States would be, would be doing yeah. that because uh-huh. basketball is just a bigger, it's just bigger there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even, yeah. even in like Europe, I guess it's it's bigger over there too. Like if the NBA ever wanted to expand, um, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if they look at Canada or they look at even some other places around the world. So, um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be it'd be like the first league to like go across continent. Yeah, like that. Hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would would be interesting. Um, Jay's also made a trade uh, for Stephen Matz. Do you see this one, New York yes, Mets? I did. I did. Um, I laughed because of what Stroman was saying. What was Stroman saying? Stroman was saying like, oh, like the management in Toronto would never build a team around these young players that they have. And like, now we're just going off signing players and picking Did he say that recently or when he? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. Uh It was either recently or when he got traded, but I heard about it recently for sure. Like I was watching, I was watching Sportsnet like maybe last week. And they were okay. talking about it when, when the, uh, when the, when Springer, the Springer news, right. yeah. When the Springer news was hot, that's when I heard it, man, I, I was such a big Marcus Stroman fan and, and I hate how he's, he's turned on. I think, I think he's turned on the management and not the team. Cause he definitely, like, he still got that CN tower tattoo. And like, we made Marcus Stroman, like that whole HDMH mm-hmm. thing. Like he came up with that here and that year that he had in 2015, the uh, Cy Young caliber year he had uh, the year after, and then 2017, had, he had a great year. Pitching um, in the in the World Championship or whatever for baseball exactly. too, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you hate you hate to see Stroman rip on them, but at the same time, like, they, they did let him go and they didn't want to keep him around. And I'm not mad at management for that. Like, Stroman... Stroman does have a bit of an attitude, even though he's he a does, phenomenal yeah. player. Um, he does have that that temper and that cockiness to him. And I don't know if if that's the kind of guy you want leading a young core um, yeah. and, and teaching them maybe some bad habits. But don't get me wrong. Stroman's a great, great, great player. Um, oh, 100% great player. Yeah. You know, it uh, couldn't, have been, couldn't have been better years with him. Yeah. But then Steven Matz... Uh, it, it did catch me a little bit off guard because I didn't expect them to go the trade route to get a pitcher. I thought they yeah. were going to just sign I like a James. Just gonna sign. Yeah. Just like because we have so Paxton. much, we have so much space in our salary cap <laughs> that like, you know, I, I figured that we'd just go for a signing because we have the money to afford players. Yeah. I, that, that's always in question. We don't really know how much Rogers really has. Um, well, I mean, I guess so. I, I think I don't, my brother-in-law was telling me we, we were only using like $78 million out of like 150 or something. Okay. Like that. 
Okay. I yeah, don't, I don't, I don't know the numbers. I'm not the biggest number guy, but I could just that be, is... I could just be making that up. Like, <laughs> like, don't quote me. I'm just, I'm just going based off of, off of what so, I remember. So we still got half of our. Yeah, it, th- our that's limit. what I mean. We get, yeah, we still have half of our amount of money that yeah. we're allowed to spend from Rogers. Okay, so. okay. And that explains why the Rogers bills keep going up. Luckily, I have Bell. I don't have Rogers, but yeah, I, uh, I still have Bell, obviously too. So that's nice, good, good, cool. Yeah. Um, Stephen Matz, <laughs> Stephen Matz, uh, he didn't play well at all last year. He was awful. So, yeah, why did I we mean, get it's, him? <laughs> it's it's interesting. I, I mean, like, why did we get Derek Fisher? True. You know, like we we <laughs> traded Aaron Sanchez for that guy and be a genie. Yeah, and be a genie for that yeah. guy. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Somebody must have seen some upside. Yeah, no, it's Steven Matz, like, if you look at, I think uh, it it was, uh, I could be wrong, 2018, I think, and last year, awful ERAs, the worst ERAs of his career. But then every other year, it was like the highest he had was 420 and lower. Yeah, that's solid. That's what you need from a bullpen guy. And Even a fifth starter. If if he gets Mm -hmm. around 420, I'm okay with that. And, like, the Jays right now, they're, they're... they seem to be going more towards that opener strategy. So he doesn't even need to play like six innings. Put him in for three, four innings. And if he yeah, can. Yeah, for sure. And oh, I, saw, I saw one tweet as well. And I, I think uh, Matt's had an ERA of nine last year. And then uh, some guy tweeted like, hey, everybody's getting dialed, riled up about this uh, Matt's ERA, but the Jays are going to earn an average of 10 runs a game. So it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's true. There there seems to be something about Toronto where we just are going after the guys that can just get like first of all hockey, we can get goals. Like there's no question the Leafs can score. Now, for the Jays, we can hit the ball. Yeah. Like Yeah, for sure. And it, gotta it, look at I, the positives. Exactly. Like our defense is also getting way better for both sports, which is really good. So um, Definitely. But yeah, I mean, maybe he just needed a fresh start, though. Yeah, and put him with Pete Walker. Um, Solid Ricky, Ricky Romero tweeted that out. He said, hey, Pete Walker, this guy's going to turn his career around. Like, he's going to be great. Put him with him and work some magic. And I think Matt's could be a good uh, fifth guy or, or a bullpen. And he's also left-handed. That's, that's good, too. Yeah, it's always lefty, good lefty, having lefty. a lefty. Yeah, it's always good having a lefty. I miss Brett Cecil so much. Yeah, twenty fifteen Brett Cecil before twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, post post starter Brett Cecil. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> he was good. And then he signed that monster contract in St. Louis. And yeah, we got to bring some of these guys back. Where is Brett Cecil now? We should just sign him I, to I, that minor league contract. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Um, also, that was funny that you brought up Ricky Romero. Yeah. Um, just, <laughs> just, just because it's Ricky Romero. We, we brought up so many like retro Jays this, this podcast so far. Here, I got one for you. Royce Clayton. Do you remember that name from the bigs? I don't. No? I don't remember that name. Royce Clayton? Royce Clayton. R-O-Y-C-E? I think so. Royce Clayton. Yep. Let me see. Baseball player. Yeah, I recognize was, the face. He was I, on, he was, I think he was the shortstop for the Jays when the bigs, like the original bigs was on the Wii. 
I used to play that all the time with Evan. 2007. Yeah. For a year. Wow. Yeah. How do you remember that? <laughs> it's uh, a no idea. He only no played a idea. year here. Or he played half a year here. He only yeah, played 69 and, games. Yeah, and he was he was the starting shortstop in the bigs. Wow. For the Jays. Yeah. Royce Clayton. I don't I don't remember that name. I think I remember uh uh, I figured you wouldn't remember like from in real life. That's why I brought up that game because right. you might remember him from him, uh, him from that. But... I don't think I've played that game either. Too is that PS4? Or no, P- not, not PS4, PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually on the Wii. Oh, on the Wii. Okay. No, I don't yeah. think I ever got that game. Uh, I don't remember the name. I, I think the last, like the earliest Blue Jay shortstop was. Um, I forget his first name. McDonald. What? John McDonald. John McDonald. Was it John or Joey? No, John. It was John. Who's, who's Joey McDonald? <laughs> um, a backup goalie for for a team, I think, in the NHL. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it was flipped. <laughs> no, it's John McDonald. I'm pretty sure. John. I I, I think McDonald. it is. He, I think he wore like number six. Yeah, John. Yeah, John McDonald. Yeah. Uh what number? Yeah, just so many defensive plays. Uh come on, show me show me the back of his jersey. Let's see the number. See if I got it right. I don't I know. Can... What did you say? Six? Yeah, I can just see the black jerseys. Yeah, the black jerseys. You're right about that. Okay, well, let me just type in number. Um he was Six. Yep. He was six. Yep. Look at that. Look at Number that. Number six, the Jays. And then Yunel Mar- Escobar. Remember Marco him? Scudero. Marco Scudero. I remember that name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't remember yeah, that? Yeah, who one? doesn't? Yeah. And then obviously. World Series your... MVP with the Giants. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I think that was 2010. Wow. Yeah, or 2012. Wow. I did not know that. Marcos, yeah, I just want to double check myself, but yeah, World Series MVP, I think. Um, yeah, and then um, speaking of World Series MVP, uh, Steve Pierce with Boston. Uh, yeah, well Steve, Steve Pierce, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, NLCS MVP, not World oh, Series. Okay, NLCS okay. in 2012. That, I mean, that's that's still wildly impressive. Yes, yeah, and he's a World Series champion, uh, 2012. Uh, yeah, yeah um, the, uh, Tim Lincecum era. Exactly. Yeah, him and and Kane. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This this has been a great podcast so far. I gotta say, it's been it's been really fun so far. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I agree. I agree. Oh, let me let me throw this name at you. Okay. If you if you're the Jays, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. I saw those rumors. I almost started crying. I was so happy. Imagine we sign chris bryant yeah that, didn't he win a gold insane. glove <clears throat> probably I think, I think he i think he's won a gold glove or maybe a silver slugger for third baseman definitely sl- silver slugger yeah like yeah this guy has some serious pop to his game he's a world series champion yeah i i don't know if he's won the gold glove but he's he has a great glove at, at third base he does um, he's a great arm he's a great leader yeah so what would it take in your eyes to to get it to get a guy of this caliber? Because first of all, this is ridiculous. Mark Shapiro has said that we are done making big moves. So that means they're probably out on Trevor Bauer. 
And that means that makes that, me sad. Yeah, uh, I have mixed feelings about that. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that after. But Chris okay. Bryant, like I, I like no idea. Like why would we get after such a big name like Chris Bryant? This came out of nowhere, and I know it's just a rumor. But I think today there was a report from someone that the Jays and the Mets are the last two. Yeah, the last two teams in on and the on Cubs. Bryant. Yeah, and and. and well, no, he they're on. He's under contract, so the Cubs have his right. Well, yeah, yeah, Probably obviously, it. but yeah, I, yeah. isn't his contract up soon? Uh, I mean, it, it would make sense, I guess, because I don't see why they would want yeah, to trade I, him. Ex- exactly, I don't see why they wouldn't want to get rid of him. Maybe um, it's up in like the next year or two, and that's why there's all these talks about. about yeah, he. Uh, yeah, it's one one year, nineteen million dollars um yeah that's what's left so he's he's a free agent after this year exactly that's why they want to move him he's okay yeah 29 years old he was the Still second young. overall pick in 2013 yeah that's i mean he, he he truly is like yeah. and you look at the team that he was playing for like the cubs were kind of unreal yeah yeah um, that, that that year that year was pretty good when they won their world series too Rizzo, yeah and didn't they go to the World Series back-to-back years? Uh, I I want to say no. I think it was NLCS the year before, and then oh, World okay, Series. yeah, maybe the, it was that. It was uh the Royals. You you might be thinking the Royals. They went to the World Series. They lost to one of the teams. I forget. And then they beat the Mets the year after in the World Series. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so. So I mean, Bryant's Bryant would be great, but what do you think it would take for the Jays to get him? Well, if okay, so if we're going for a trade here yeah. right now, I think it might cost a little too much. We might have to trade like one of our like highly sought after prospects. Um, also a boatload of cash. Um, I, I, I don't know if we would, I don't know if it's smart to go after him for trade. Like, I feel like you just wait till the year's up and every, all the teams are offering him contracts and you try to sign him that way just because is it really worth the trade? Like, I'm not saying he's going to have an off year, but all I'm saying is, is it really worth the trade to like, you know, like what if, what if the trade doesn't pan out and we lose this prospect or, this player on our team that was about to have an explosive year, you know? Yeah, that's true. And I don't think the Jays would, would trade a guy who's like on the cusp of making the roster and, and being an impact player. No, like, I, I don't, don't think so at all. Austin Martin, I think, I think Austin Martin would get you Bryant, but I, I don't think that they're willing to trade him. No, I think he's locked in for the next, like at least five to 10 years as a blue Jay. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. If that works out. Yeah. But what about Groshans? Maybe maybe he's the guy that you can look at. Third baseman for third baseman. There's the Cubs' future third baseman right there in Jordan Groshans. And then the Jays get Bryant. And I know, like you said, uh, why not just wait? Wait till the offseason. Sign him. Don't need to give away anybody. I guess the benefit of, of trading for him right now is that you have the year to negotiate with him and yeah. he's not talking to any other teams you can negotiate the extension also maybe you're to get him to have, so he'd be more comfortable too in toronto as well exactly you want to get him here 
quick and and get, get him well it's not it's not in toronto i guess it's in florida but or, yeah yeah, yeah i guess so um yeah. and and yeah like it, it just gives them some more time to to get to know him and and think about re-signing him um or even like maybe if the jays are actually looking into to trading for him and i'm still i still think it's up in there like it's i think it's just a rumor right now i don't know if they're like fully committed into doing this yeah i'm not sure either i've only really heard like one or two people talking about this so i, I don't know how like yeah actually solidified it is but i did see the rumor for sure but i do think that if the jays were to commit and, and go for it they would be talking to brian's agent and brian right now about an extension so i wouldn't be surprised if if this trade happens and then we see a report like five hours later that he signed an extension and yeah. he's going to be with us for a long long time but oh boy if we get chris bryant our money is well, where, we're gonna where be do we sign vladdy yeah we're going to be looking stacked but where do we go with vladdy and Bo and vigio and pearson like we're going to sign them to big contracts at some point so yeah i mean when are their minor league contracts up like I know uh, Nate Pearson has, yeah, I know Nate Pearson has even more time than all three of them. But uh, yeah, it's like what is it five years, five or six years? Their rookie deals. Okay, so, Vladdy's yeah. got like at least three more. Bo, at least three more. Yeah, Biggio, same thing. Yeah, at least three more. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that I mean, there's our window. Yeah, I mean, you, you just gotta find, you just gotta find enough enough money in those three years to. Uh, to sign those players yeah and i i guess it could happen like it'd be i i i honestly did not expect management to even get springer in the first place i didn't, I didn't think either would, that kind of caught me off guard honestly at yeah. first. i i thought it was it was going to be the mets or or the astros re-signing him but yeah uh, and and even Semyon, like that was you know a bit of a shocker too like okay we're we gave him a decent contract. Like we're committed. Um, and then you, you saw the Trevor Bauer rumors. You saw the Maso, Masahiro Tanaka rumors. Like we were yep. apparently in on him too. Mm-hmm. And now Bryant, like I didn't think management had it in them, but they've been having a phenomenal off season. You got to give yeah. them credit. They're great. I mean, there were even like JT real Muto. Yeah. Uh, rumors. Uh, who else? They're, they're big names. We were in Huge on names. almost all these big names. Yeah. Um, which makes me happy as a Blue Jays fan uh, to be back in on these on these talks, you know, because it's we had a couple a couple years off, let's say, yeah, where we were just introducing our young guys into the league. But now last year, you know, they proved themselves. They they made the playoffs. They well, they made the coronavirus playoffs, um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see our future. So. I got two more questions. Uh, then okay. we'll, we'll move on to some Leafs. Um, yeah. Where do we finish in the American League East next year? Second place. Second place. Straight second up. Second place. Second place. Second place. The Yankees will be first. Then the Rays will be third. Boston, Baltimore. All right. I I agree with that. Yes. I I could even see us moving up to one, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd like to see the team play first before yeah. I could before I could B 
be right. Like, it is a bit early. Final answer, but we're still ways away from even spring training. So yeah, yeah this exactly. is it's an early. Prediction. I know the I know the Yankees. They've been playing mostly together. Like they haven't they haven't made too many big signings this off season. Like right. So they they've been, and they lost to Naka. Yeah, well, yeah, they lost to Naka, but um. I mean, other than that, like they've been playing together for like what three years now. That group yeah. of team or that group of guys. So uh-huh. they're they're obviously a solid team. Um, I mean, they got a good core. Yeah, so it it'll be hard to beat the Yankees. Um, and then with this team, if they don't do any more moves this this off season, that means no more adding pitching depth, no Chris Bryant, just the team that they have right now. Yep. Do you think they have a shot at the World Series next year? I like to be optimistic. I mean, last year I thought the Leafs were going to win the Stanley Cup, and we all know how that went. So I like Every to year. be optimistic. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, talking about the Leafs last year, Tyson Berry is the biggest flop ever. But let's let's stay on topic here. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, even right now he's being a flop, but. Anyways, um, I like to be optimistic. I like our signings. I like our bullpen depth. I like our starting rotation. I like Hyunrin Jiu, or I said his name wrong, Hyun Jin Ryu. There we go. That's it. Hyunrin, imagine. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. It, it took me like at least two weeks to get that right, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't said his name in so long just because there's been no baseball. I just, it was Fair weird enough. to say it first. Uh, yep. But yeah, I, I like where we are as a team. Do I say World Series champions? Eh, maybe. <laughs> like, 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 give me a yeah. month. Give me a month into the season. <laughs> give me a month into the season and I'll give you a, I'll give it you is, a better yeah, answer. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think our, our offense is definitely World Series caliber. I think we've got to work on the pitching and yeah. hopefully management uh, can, can add to that. But, Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's let's Toronto move on. Maple Leafs. Sorry, move on to, to the Leafs. They had a game last night, uh, very back and forth third period. Um, after they did get off to a, a pretty good start in, in that one, um, bunch of Alex Kerfoot penalties really punched them in the gut a few times. And Oilers power play was able to capitalize. Leafs Leafs power finally. play was able to. Yeah, exactly. Finally, they've been struggling. They were one of the league's best power plays last year and. Hadn't yeah, really found unheard of group. numbers last year, and now look at them this year. Yeah, they they look great. Leon Drysaddle on that right side can can really pot at home. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the on the game um, last night? I saw I saw some Leafs Leafs Nation a little bit upset just with that wild third period and getting upset with Kerfoot. And do you think it was it was a bad game overall, or do you do you like the game that they played? Uh, I mean, I like the game they played overall. I don't think you can really be mad at Alex Kerfoot for those calls. Like the first two shouldn't have even been penalties to That's be honest. Yeah. Like I, I saw the interference call. I understood that one because he did literally skate in front of him and take him into the boards. And you can't really be doing that to who everybody thinks is the best player in the league. I think it's Crosby, but everybody thinks it's me, David anyways. Um, yeah. So 
I, I get the interference call, the slashing call that like, tell me how you can get cross-checked in front of the net 700 times, but that's a slash. Like, so they said on the broadcast too. Yeah. I know. I know. In front of the net. Yeah. That's, that's what I, that's where I got it from. Like, yeah, it, I heard that. And I was like, this is so true. Like I used to stand in front of the net in my rep games, right? Yeah. Just getting absolutely harassed. Yeah. And you go into the corner and you touch some guy's gloves with your stick, not even like doing anything and that's a penalty like that's not hockey yeah you know like in lacrosse you can literally just two-hand somebody and and now in hockey you can't even touch his glove accidentally with your stick i i yeah i mean i agree with that i think it also just depends on the ref like well number three i don't know who the ref was but number three was just (laughs) oh my god that was the number three softest ref yeah yeah he was he was calling everything and i mean i'm glad that he evened it up and yeah he did he did it was it was consistent it was just bothersome let's focus on on hockey now i guess the way that they played um what did you like in the third period from this team did you like the the way that they they battled back every time that they let in the goal do you do you not like the fact that they were you know letting cassian get to the front of the net there and not really tying him up what, what, what were your takeaways from that period? Okay, so one thing. I don't know the last time I've seen Leon Dreisaitl, Leon Dreisaitl score a five-on-five five goal. Like, this guy is literally a power play machine. He, he will score anything on the power play. He's almost like Wayne Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying um, Dreisaitl to Simmons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But um, anyways... I don't like that Cassian wasn't tied up. I feel like Jake Muzzin could have been there. Um, looking back at the slow-mo that that was after that goal, I saw that Jake Muzzin was kind of just doing like one of those Reach. reaches. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I was like, really? Like, is that how you play? No, you're Jake Muzzin. You're better than that. Like, yeah. But I mean, like at the same time, Freddie could have had that rebound. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, I did like the fact that they battled back, but they didn't have to allow that many goals. I mean, like two of them were power play goals, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's hard, especially when you're at a disadvantage. Um, But at the same time, like... I think that's the excuse. I think I... And like, we've seen the Leafs blow leads before. (laughs) Like we've seen them blow really bad Don't even get me started on 2013. But... But this game, I don't think it was like that. Like the start no. was great. Don't get like the start was was pretty darn good. We got up to that lead. I was feeling good about the team. And in the third period, like even though we gave up two goals, um, both tying goals to Edmonton, and they came back in the game, they were both on the power play, and they were dumb penalties that that we took. And I don't think that's going to happen again. I wouldn't consider that as a choke like definitely not yeah definitely not like and especially when it's power play goals like yeah you know you can't really say that a power play goal like that especially when you're getting the lead back had that much of an effect and you can't really say that it's like that big of a deal because realistically it could have just been avoided if the penalty wasn't called in the first place you know exactly yeah and and also i i even just think that the way that they came back and and won the game in the end is just a big character win for them. Like they dealt with the adversity of, of getting those calls and letting up goals on the penalty kill. Um, but they still managed to pull out the win. And like, 
I think people also forget, like, we had a penalty kill late in the game, and we killed it. Yeah, we, we killed it. Was it. A, it was it's a six, six on, four on four. Exactly. For a minute. Yeah, yeah for a minute, like, it was a six on four. I know, like, and we got it off. I think Freddie played outstanding yesterday. Oh, yeah. Like, I know he let in three goals, but, like, I think he played outstanding. Like, Yeah, I think he did. He robbed Dreisaitl in the last minute. Yeah, in the too, last right? minute, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then he, he also got a cross on some some other play i think it might have been james neal yeah 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 james neal james neal had a couple of chances i i completely we didn't see much of neal for the entire game no and then just yeah. all of a sudden like I yeah heard the real deals like, yeah the real deals just out on the ice you're like yeah. oh <laughs> yeah i know right like yeah edmonton pulled their goalie and neal comes on the ice like that's yeah. a that's normally a big name that i that's think a, he's playing i think he's playing on the fourth line with for I, the Oilers I think right he's now. no i think he's the third line with cassian oh, third line? yeah cassian and uh Turris? Yeah. Or is Turris... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they split up McDavid and, and Drysaddle. Yeah, Drysaddle's second line right now. Yeah, and they split up McDavid and Cassian because yeah. that just... I don't know why Cassian worked on the first line for so long. Uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, McDavid. <laughs> that's all I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only I, reason. I, I mean, yeah, fair enough. They, they bumped him down because apparently he wasn't using his size enough. They wanted Definitely to... Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. I could... I noticed that in the first game. You saw nothing of Cassian. Yeah. But in this game, you did notice him a lot more, I, I think, at least. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... I think the Leafs just contained the Oilers pretty well, uh... Uh-huh. pretty well in that game and we played pretty well or yeah pretty well defensively uh-huh. um and i liked our power play too um also nylander oh, yeah. got out of his seven game scoring drought which, yeah i mean you can't i don't know if you can really call seven games a scoring drought for when, nylander i guess you could but for most guys yeah no yeah i mean like especially when the games are like this close together like to him, it probably seems like they've only really played like four games in the season. It's just like all jumbled you know, like, together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and it, it, it could seem like some games have like four periods when realistically you're just playing the same team twice in a row. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And, and those those two goals that he scored before were in the same game, the, the home opener. They were in the same game. Those were clutch goals. Yeah. Those are clutch goals. We needed those ones. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking but, of cl- clutch goals, that Austin Matthews goal. Uh, Austin the, Matthews. I saw him minute. with the puck. I was like, he's scoring this, and he scored yeah, it. And I was like, yeah. that's what we pay you to do. Thank you. What are your thoughts on on Matthews? You th- you think he's uh, this this is this is what I've been kind of debating to myself a little bit. Like, is Matthews on the same level as like a 2010 Jonathan Taves or like a 2009 Crosby? It is. Is 2021 Austin Matthews on that level? 2021 Austin Matthews is on the same level as that one John Tavares that that was playing for the Islanders where he made that insane play where he just right. kept the puck. That's John or that's Austin Matthews right now, I think. Okay. Austin Matthews, okay, this is this is my hot take on Austin Matthews right now. Defensively. 9.5 out of 10 offensively 7.5 out of 10 this season okay this season okay this season so why why, why do you think he's i've noticed do, austin, do you like austin that, matthews though? do you yes, like I, that i okay. love that i've noticed austin matthews make bigger plays in the defensive zone than in the offensive zone countless amount of times this season 
Like okay. I've watched every single game and every single time I see, I notice Austin Matthews making a big defensive play, you know, whether it's lifting yeah. a guy's stick in the high slot, intercepting a pass, blocking a shot, something like that. I definitely have noticed Matthews more in the defensive zone. And I love that he's a centerman and centermen are supposed to be two-way players. Centerman's the third defenseman. That's what I was always taught. Yeah. Um, and then even using his body to being more physical exactly in the yep. defensive zone and the offensive zone. I've seen yep. a lot more of that from Matthews and yeah, the numbers offensively, I guess, haven't been there. Like Marner has been doing a lot better in yeah. terms of points. Tavares. Mm-hmm, for sure. mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Matthews is not, not producing. He's making the plays. It's just, he hasn't been as prominent on the scoreboard as he usually is. Yeah. And I like to, I like to see that too. I think if, if they want to be successful in the long run and in the playoffs, Austin Matthews needs to be better defensively than he is offensively. Yeah. That's a good, because you know, he's going to score. Like he can be a 7.5, get the puck on the power play and and snipe a goal every two games. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm completely okay with that. If if he plays well defensively and and doesn't affect his plus minus, especially if Marner's producing as well as he is right now, I have absolutely no problem with that do you think mitch marner could win the heart no 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 yeah too soon not this season marner to me okay he's producing amazingly and he's playing well like across the board he's just being too soft this season he gets pushed off the puck too much you know, like sometimes I see him, he has the puck and then I see just two guys instantly on him and Marner's just lost the puck instead of just, you know, before he would have already made a play. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I, th- I think that's been the trend with him. You know, like, like ever since he got into the league, he, he's been like that. And the skill is there, but it's the toughness. Yeah. But I, I have seen what well, I've seen his offense get better this year. Not 100%. not so much the defense. It's it's kind of flip flopped between him and Matthews. It seems yeah, like kind like of. Mitch Marner is that guy on on the penalty kill who's going to block shots. He's going to be fast. He's going to be stick checking. He's going to be doing all that stuff in the defensive zone. Um, yeah. But I think the one um, like the one thing that Marner wanted to work on in the off season, and he said it, it's his shooting. He wants mm-hmm. to shoot more, and we've seen that. That's why he is. I believe he's like top three in scoring right now in the entire league up at like 12 points, something like that. Yeah. And it's because I, he's what been does shooting. he have like a goal almost every game. Like he has like yes. four goals, maybe five goals. Yeah. Something like that. Eight. Like he's doing well. Um, I just, I think he needs to be tougher. He's not a small guy. Everybody thinks Mitch Marner's this small guy. He's six feet. He got tall. bigger. He got bigger in the off season. Yep. He's six feet tall. He's probably what? Like almost 200 pounds, maybe like 180 pounds, 175. Yeah. 175, six foot. He's got uh, five goals in in nine games, which is great for Marner. 13 points. And he's playing big minutes, 23 minutes minutes, a night. But I mean, that's what we're paying him to do, you know? Yeah. So I'm I'm glad he's paying the minutes. I'm, I'm glad he's playing the big minutes. He deserves the minutes, especially since he's been such a solid player for us. I just think, he needs to toughen up a little bit. He's got the size. He just needs to use it. Yeah. I didn't even realize this. Quinn Hughes has 11 points. He's tied for fifth in league scoring right now. Really? Yeah. I had a hot take earlier on that Jack was going to do better than Quinn, but I guess not. Uh, Jack's had a good year. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Quinn, yeah. I, I could see that still happening. 
I, I think Jack could could still do better than Quinn. Um, and I did want to talk to you about about the Canucks a little bit. Um, l- let's take I got two more Leafs questions, and then we'll we'll move on to some like generic NHL stuff because there was a trade that happened, and then uh, yeah. we can talk a little bit about the North Division as well. Um, if you're the Leafs going into the trade deadline, what do you think are like? maybe one position, one position of need that you would look at, at acquiring at the deadline. Right now I'm thinking goaltender depth. Why we resigned Michael Hutchison. I couldn't tell you that if I was like a PhD in every single PhD, there was, this is the worst goalie I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like, like I will say that if you put me on sports center, I would say that. Like Michael Hutchison is just awful. Why we resigned him? No idea. Did he play well in the playoffs for the Avs? Yes, he did. Not really though. Like he, I think he gave up like seven goals one game. Yeah, I mean, but that's Michael Hutchison. Yeah, At the same like time, the him. next the next game he gave up like maybe two, I yeah, think. So maybe. like, especially when you have to play when Grubauer is your starter, and then you have Francois as well. Like that, that that's a hard. That's like that's that's a good tandem, so like yeah, st- like you know, like living up to their expectations. Like he, he, I think he did okay for being Michael Hutchison, right? But it hurts that we lost Arundel to waivers. It does, yeah. Uh, that's a pain. That is a pain. And and now with Hutchison, like he's probably gonna play pretty soon. I know, I know. And I just yeah. I I might not even watch the game, <laughs> like. <laughs> I I'm being serious though. Like yeah. I might not even watch the game. I don't want to watch a guy give up seven goals in the NHL. That's not, that's not what, what hockey's yeah. about. It, it, it will probably bring back some nightmares from what's it, was it last year or yeah. last yeah. year before the deadline, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. We that's... traded him for Callie Rosen who we traded for Tyson Berry. Right. Yes. Correct. Which is a great trade. Yeah. Yeah, I like that trade. Callie Rosen, I think, has some potential. You know, he could be yeah, that, sure. that sixth guy, maybe. Yeah, uh, but one day. we have we have a lot of defensive depth right now, though. Yeah. We have Sandin, we have Lettinen, we have Liliagrin, we yeah. have Dermot, B- Bogosian, Dermot. Yeah. Like, we, we have so much defensive depth. I'm happy with our defensive core. Yeah. Um, so, no more defense. No more, no defense. I don't think deadline. so. Like, unless you're going to make a blockbuster move and get another big. Get, like a yeah. really big name, which we can't afford. Yeah. I don't think there's a reason to get another defenseman. I think we need a goalie and maybe we pick up like another fourth line depth guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because- I can see that. What about um, third line center? Do you think Alex Kerfoot is, I think Alex Kerfoot is yeah. up to the job this year. Job. Last okay. year I was last year. I was, I was questioning it because he was like, he wasn't using, like, well, I, I can't really say he wasn't using his size. He doesn't really have much size, but you know, like I was expecting him to be more gritty. Yeah. And I've seen that a lot more this season. Okay. I um, personally like him better on the wing. And I do think that there might be a chance to upgrade at third line center. Um, I yeah. don't know if the, the price is going to be too high for a guy. And, and I don't know if Kerfoot is a center. Really, I think he could be better on the wing. Just a speedy guy, not really ask, doesn't have to worry about being too 
um, defensively responsible being below the goal line. He can, you know, stay, stay in the high slot area, cover the defenseman. I think that's kind of where, where he is and being first in on the four check as well as a winger. I think you get a guy like, even if it's like someone on the caliber of like a Lars Eller, just like what Mm -hmm. Washington had when they won, like some, some guy that's not going to cost you a roster player. That's just going to cost you like a pick, like a third round pick, maybe a second round pick. I think that they could definitely upgrade there just because I don't, I don't think a line of, and don't give me like, this is a good line. Kerfoot, Mikheyev, and, you know, Hyman or VC, whatever, whoever you want to put on that other wing, that's a great line. But if you want to turn that line into, like, an elite third line in the NHL, you put Kerfoot on, on the wing, you put Mikheyev on the wing, and then you put, like, a, an Eller or, like, what the Penguins had with Benino. That's a, that's a solid, yeah. solid line, I think. And I don't Here, know. What, what do you think center. about – what if you think about this, or what do you think about this when yeah. when Joe Thornton get gets back in the lineup? No, you put Jason Spezza as the third line center and Joe Thornton as the fourth line center. Uh, I just don't. Nah, I even or even uh, what's his name? Travis Boyd. Travis Boyd's look good. I I like Travis Boyd. He, he had one shot. He missed the net like completely, but he shot it hard. He I, shot I it hard. <laughs> yeah. He's, it yeah, was like yeah, a yeah, curl, yeah. curl and drag sn- snapshot. Like yeah, yeah. Was, and he uh, got his first NHL goal the other day too. So. Yeah. I no. I don't think any of those guys like I would. I wouldn't really mind Spets as a third line center, but he's just a bit slower, and I don't think he can play those minutes. Same with Thornton. I don't think he can. Well, Thornton but, could probably play Thornton, third line minutes, but Thornton's playing on our first line as of right now. Like, That's if he true. wasn't injured, he'd be with Marner and Matthews. That is true. Yeah, maybe I have to reconsider the Thornton one. I don't know about the Spezza one, but the only I, reason I, I bring up Jason Spezza is just because, honestly, he's the best veteran on our team. Yeah, I think I think like the only thing with uh, like with with those two guys, I guess, and maybe more so Thornton. Thornton on the first line with Matthews and Marner, he's playing on the wing. If you move him to center, he's got to be the first guy back every time. I don't know if he has that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Joe Thornton has that in him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good point. You could stack your fourth line with a Thornton Spezza Simmons combo, and then go after a third line center, um, and and put Kerfoot and and Mikheyev on on the wings. That would be my ideal. Well, yeah, and you, you do you do have some depth guys that we can move, also if 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 needed for a third line center. Yeah, exactly. Like Pierre Engvall, um, like yeah. he could be a guy you could trade. Um, Barabanov, even though Bear we just signed Banoff. him. Yeah, like he it was only a one year deal. Maybe you, but, you trade. Yeah, him. exactly, exactly. It's it's not long term, so. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah, you could. De- I could definitely see. I could definitely see why we need upgrade. Um. But just next time, next time the Leafs play, watch Kerfoot. I I think you might be a little bit more surprised by his play this I, this season, at least this season, at least. Yeah, I've been watching him. I have been watching him, and yeah, you might it might change my mind a little bit. Last game didn't help, I guess, with the penalties. Um, but but like I said before, I don't know if you can blame that on Kerfoot. You know, that's like true. the, the that is McDavid true. penalty, you can blame it on Kerfoot. No, for sure. The first two. I don't know about those two. You're right. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just like the like Kerfoot's size, maybe that's 
that's not letting me believe that he's a good center. Like even in front of the net, like the centerman has to tie up the guys on the opposition that are in front. I don't know if Kerfoot is that guy. You know, I prefer him on the wing. I think he's a, all I'm saying is that I think he's a better winger than he is a centerman. centerman. And then I think that the Leafs could go after a center and make themselves better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I I don't disagree. And yeah, I, I, I completely see what you mean, but, um, I don't know. As of right now, I like him. Is he our Nazem Kadri caliber? Definitely no, not. No, no, no. Definitely no. not. Like that was the weirdest third line center move we have ever made, especially since we got a can of potatoes as well in the defensive department for that. Um, yeah. Like, so yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. That's uh that's the Toronto Maple Leafs for you. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to you want to make a, a prediction about about the Leafs? Uh, how how they're gonna do this year? First in the North. First in the North, and then uh, playoffs. I don't know yet. I gotta see which teams are in the playoffs to make that prediction because okay. right now, like I feel like a lot of teams are being slapped on, and a lot of teams are overperforming. Yeah. Like, yep. I don't know where the Montreal Canadiens got all this goal-scoring power. But <laughs> Tyler Toffoli. They, yeah, like, they are just going off. Yeah. And, like, they have solid defense. Uh, they have solid goaltending, obviously. Carey yep, Price is sure. the best in the league. Yeah. But but I, I genuinely don't know where they got all this score school, the goal scoring capabilities. Like yeah, one player, like, I mean, Nick Suzuki though. He's good. He's a good prospect. He's, he's not really prospect anymore. I guess he's, he's a good player. I think he's point per game right now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They, they, they got depth. That's the one thing with Montreal. Like they got Joel Armia on, I think he's going up and down between the third and fourth line. That's pretty solid. Joel Armia is, yeah. is like 15 goal scorer in an 82 game season, maybe more than that. Yeah, I, I could I could see him being 20, 25 goals. Yeah, so that's good. I think Toffoli was even playing on the third line. He, he still might be playing on the third line. Then Josh Anderson as well. Yeah. That Max Domi trade's looking pretty good right now. So, and then they got that, you know, triple, triple head. What, what's that? What's that term called? Uh, Triple, I don't know that they use it in the playoffs that their defensive core with uh Weber, Petrie, oh, and, yeah, uh, and um, and uh, Shabbat Sh- or not, no, 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 Shabbat, Shabbat, yeah, Shabbat. Yeah. Oh, I forget the term that they use, like big three, I guess. Yeah, keep it simple, yeah, big three, they're big three, yeah, <laughs> they use like some that. other term, I, yeah, 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 they're top three, yeah, yeah exactly, they're, they're big guys on, on defense, they are good, um. Uh, I mean, they also have Jake Allen as their backup too. So their, yeah. their goaltending is just, you hate, to, you hate to see it as a Leafs fan, but like the Mon- Montreal comes out of nowhere and they, they're like undefeated. They haven't lost in regulation yet. And then the Leafs, you know, they've been knocking on the door with a good team for the past four years and can't really seem to do anything. So if Montreal goes farther in the playoffs than the Leafs, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to be incredibly upset. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we made a blockbuster after that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It, it depends how far we go. Like, We're going to be facing Canadian teams in the first two rounds, so there's a chance we play Montreal. There's a chance we play Edmonton or Vancouver. Or, or I'd, other like teams to see, I'd like to see a Toronto-Vancouver series. That would be a really yeah. good series. That would be great. 
Um, what about uh, what about the Canucks? Do you do you think that that they're at that same level of of where they were last year? And you know they made it all the way to the or they made it to the second round last year, but technically the third round because of the play in. Um, do you like do you like their team this year, the, the Canucks? I think I like the better. I wouldn't yeah. say they're performing as well, but I think they could perform better. Right. I think Holpe is a much better goaltender than Markstrom. Right. I mean, I don't know if the numbers really testify to testify to it this year, but um, I mean, for example, Holpe has a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And Markstrom has won no awards and wasn't actually good until last year. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> Started on Florida. Um, I remember I saw this meme where it was like the Vancouver Canucks have traded Jacob Markstrom to the LA Kings for a half used $5 Starbucks gift card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? Like that's a solid deal. Like that was like 2017 though, when he had like a seven goals against average or whatever, right. you yeah. know, like and when he was terrible. But yeah, he yeah. just came out of nowhere last year. But I, I like the Canucks. I I mean, it hurt to lose to Foley. Yeah. Obviously, he had a hat trick two games ago and a goal and an assist last game, I think it was. Yep, tearing it up. So that obviously, that obviously hurts to lose. But at the same time, you have a defenseman who's in the top five in scoring. Yep. You have Elias Patterson. You have Brock Besser. Like... Bo Horvat, like yeah, it's pretty incredible good. captain. JT like, Miller. Yep. Um Thatcher or Thatcher Demko. I forget how it was. Yeah, say, yeah that's right. Name, Thatcher Demko. He's crazy backup. Like I'm pretty I don't sure. Know, I, in, I like uh, their depth. I I feel like it was in it could have been in elementary school or like grade nine or ten. We were talking about Thatcher Demko back then. We, we were thinking we were? Yeah, like we were like, okay, this this is a prospect that might be really good for Vancouver. I think wow. I'm pretty sure it was back. I remember talking to you about it or you and Evan Thatcher Demko. Yeah. We, yeah, he, we, we had some high hopes for him and now he's, now he's playing pretty well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I went, when I was in Vancouver, I actually get, got to see him play. Oh, okay. But it was against the Red Wings. So they were basically a house league team last year. Oh, oh yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Right. Like, what did they have, 13 wins? Yeah, yo, you literally sent me a Snapchat of the record, I think, at the end of their season. Yeah. You, like, like, circled it, yeah. I, I, I don't know how you could possibly be that bad in the yeah. NHL. But yeah. Especially for an original six team, like, that's embarrassing. But It's the Detroit I mean, teams, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's the Detroit teams, then. Um, I mean, uh, like, ever since, ever since Maggie retired, the, the Detroit teams have just never been the same. Yeah, fair enough, and. This is a good tra- I mean, I this mean, ever since in, this is a good transition into football now. Um, okay. Yeah, it is a good uh, transition because the Lions, the yeah. Lions are garbage. Lions are garbage. And I don't know if you heard, but they're parting ways with Matthew Stafford. Uh, I did hear that. Yeah, they're, they're a longtime quarterback, first overall pick back in 2009. And it sucks. It, it flat out sucks. Like that was just an era that, that they completely wasted in. And I think Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback, no matter what, what other people say about him. I think he's, he's got a great arm. Like, I think the Lions really just ruined him, to be honest. They, they never I mean, yeah, built it's a... almost like the Leafs with Raycroft. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess. Was Raycroft really that good, though? Well, Raycroft was supposed to be better than Tuka Rask, and we traded Tuka Rask yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how that turned out. I wouldn't compare Matthew Stafford to Raycroft. It's more... It's more like the Leafs with like a like a Sundin, maybe, maybe something like that. Like yeah, a, may, maybe like that. Yeah. Or Wendell Clark. They they wasted him. They completely wasted Matthew Stafford, and and now he's gone. And well, he's not gone yet, but he's he's gonna be gone. And it's looking like they might trade him before the Super Bowl. There's the tr- trade talks have been heating up. Uh, the Rams are, seem to be very interested in him. Uh, Colts I've seen. Um, you know, the Texans might be able to, to <laughs> I mean, yeah, the deal. Texans are, I think I heard rumors that they were looking to trade too. So, well, the, well, well, yeah, the thing with the Texans, Deshaun Watson asked for a trade and yeah. there's, I honestly believe there's no way that even if the Texans keep him, Watson's not going to play. Watson is demanding a trade. He wants out. He wants to either go to the New York jets or the, uh, Miami dolphins, for, for the Jets reason, I don't know why anyone would want to go there. Uh, I could understand Miami. But there was a report that came out today, and I laughed so hard when I, when I got this notification. And Watson's made it clear. He wants out of town, right? Yeah. And I get the notification saying that the Texans GM said that they have zero interest in trading him. Like, they just have, like, no interest in doing it. They're going to hold on to this guy? <laughs> like, they, they just hired their new coach, I'm pretty sure, and a new GM. And yeah, that notification comes on my screen and I just start laughing like, like this guy's not playing for you guys. You have to trade him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I thought, I thought O'Brien was bad, but this GM seems to be even worse. Yeah, I, so. I don't know. I, that, that just seems like absolute nonsense to me. Yeah. Like if a player's requesting you trade, I think you just go ahead and make the trade. Exactly. Because and, first of all, it's better for the player's career. And second of all, it's better for your team. Like, why would you want somebody on your team? That's just going to be like, why am I here? I don't want to be here. I don't want to try. Like, yeah, that's going to rub off on all of your other players. Like, yeah. And, and Des- Deshaun Watson's a, a great player. The Texans could get a boatload back for him. Like at least for a first sure. round pick. 100%. Um, Oops. So, so yeah, I, I, I think they got to trade him. Like, even though they said, zero interest today like Deshaun Watson like I can't even see him like communicating with management anymore like why would he want to do that yeah like he's not going to report to camp he, he he wants out of town so I, I I think I think he's gone I, I I think it will be after the Super Bowl I don't think they're in a rush to do it especially after the report today um but yeah jumping back to, to Stafford like I, I think uh, I think his time is up within the next week I, I see him him being traded before the Super Bowl, um, and I'm I'm gonna I, I might even consider just doing a podcast on Stafford and the Lions in general, just breaking down his entire career with them, and and I might do like a tribute video and stuff like that because you know this guy is my quarterback and he's yeah, he's gone like exactly it, yeah, it really Lions, it really Lions sucks team, so. yeah like it, it really really sucks and it's looking like we're gonna do a full on rebuild now and um. At, like as much as it hurts to lose Stafford, it, it might be the right time to do it. This this draft might be filled with a a future quarterback that the Lions can can draft, and I think they have the seventh overall pick. So that's you know, not bad. That's not bad. Hopefully they can can get someone at seven, or you trade Stafford, get a first back, and then like 
move you get up two picks yeah yeah you get the two picks or you could even trade those two picks and move up to like two if you really want your quarterback yeah. um like yeah there's no way jacksonville will, will get give away the first pick trevor lawrence is too good um but number two would be great um but yeah the cra- crazy crazy times in the nfl right now in, in terms of trade rumors and, and quarterbacks being traded i don't think we've seen a quarterback market this um with this much depth, I guess, um, in forever. Like there's so many guys, so many questions, Jared Goff on the Rams and Trubisky and Tua Tagovailoa. And there's so many guys. And and, then I guess speaking of quarterbacks like this Super Bowl. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this could be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it, it honestly could be. And this could be, you know, the, the next, big quarterback, I guess that we see in, in Patrick Mahomes, like this is the goat versus the future goat. Yeah, exactly. And all right, right now, cause I feel like you're going to ask me my prediction. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going chiefs. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to, right? I'm going chiefs. I think they're going back to back. Okay. Personally, I don't, I'm not a Tom Brady hater. Yeah. I just don't really like him per se. Like he is, he is like, I, I like I will say it. He is one of the greatest players to ever play in the NFL. Yep. Hands down. Yep. But it like I, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't it's not like I just dislike him. It's just like I like rooting against him. Because he wins so much, I guess, right? You want to see something. I guess so. Win? Like how many rings does he have? Seven? Six. Six. Yeah. Six. About to have seven, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh like why (laughs) like you have you can you can literally sell all of those for a million dollars each yeah and if he signs them they'd be even worth more yeah exactly like i don't know like that's why i like to root against him i guess like yeah yeah i I don't know i i don't know who i'm rooting for in this one because it's like you have the defending champ in Mahomes and the Chiefs and normally you would want to vote for or cheer for the team that didn't just win last year you want to see a new winner but at the same time you have Tom Tom Brady Brady. who has won six Super Bowls in his career and he and the Bucks are almost the favorites arguably in in this just because they have Brady Mm -hmm. like this is such a close and Gronk yeah that that tandem has has won so many Super Bowls together and like it, it's the offense of the Chiefs with with Hill and and Kelsey up against the defense of the Bucks with White and Sue. Like it's just gonna be a clash of the Titans. It's it's a big big Super Bowl. This could be the this could be the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I'm just it'll say be it. it'll be an it'll be an exciting Super Bowl. Yeah, and especially with the caliber of the quarterbacks. Yeah, like, yeah, hands down. Like these are two Hall of Famers. Yeah, like already Mahomes is a Hall of Famer, basically. Like, like, like I, he's it's early in his career, but like so early, yeah. Back to back Super Bowls already. Like, what else could he do? Like, yeah, you know, like his, his Three future could only get bigger. Exactly. Yeah, you know, like so. Yeah, I don't know, but my prediction, I'm I'm definitely gonna go with the Chiefs. You um, think it's gonna be a close game or? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really close game. Either, 
like a touchdown or maybe a touchdown in a, a field goal at most or something like that score wise. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't think anything like, I don't, I definitely don't think it'll be a blowout. Like definitely not no like 40 something to 16 type beater. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, (laughs) probably not. Like, yeah, you definitely wouldn't see that happen against the chiefs. I think if there was to be a blowout, the chiefs would blow out the bucks. Yeah. Um, I, not not vice versa. I don't. You can't shut down Mahomes. I said it last podcast. You can't su- shut him down. Like you can limit him as much as you can, but he's still gonna get at least thirty points a game. I would say twenty five to thirty. And I mean, the 49ers did a good job of of kind of limiting him last Super Bowl. Like that was a very close game. The Chiefs were losing in the fourth quarter, and then you know he came up big with the big throw to Hill, and then Williams got a touchdown late there, and. I don't know. I, I, I it, it will be a close game. Um, I just came up with this question right now in my head. Um, normally in, in Super Bowls, th- there's a big play. There's a a big play, whether it's like a the David Tyree catch or the uh, the Julian Edelman catch uh, uh, in the the Falcons Super Bowl with the Patriots. Um, there, there's probably the going to be the Seahawks. The C- oh, sorry, yeah, the Seahawks mocking Butler. Um, yeah, why didn't they run it there? That was ridiculous. That, that was ridiculous. Um, so we know there's going to be some play that happens. Who do you think will be the player to make this play? Wow. Yeah. And if you get this right, then you're a genius. I. That is a big question. Yeah. I mean, it's just a random, really, guess. But I know. Right. But at the same time, like... It, it could be like the whole game, you know, like this player could make the whole game. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Like, I guess it really depends who's going to win the game, but like before the game, let's say I'm going to go with Kelsey. Okay. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he could have a big game. I think like, he I put think, up some great reception numbers. Yeah, that's year. that's what I mean. And him yeah. and Mahomes have always had a a good connection for like the past however many seasons they've been playing together. Like, yeah, I remember last year in the Super Bowl. That's basically all they were talking about. Yeah, leading into the game was how effective Mahomes and Kelsey could be. Yeah, to beat the 49ers. Definitely. Um. So I think I think that tandem right there can definitely be the big deciding factor that makes that big play Mm -hmm. to, uh, to take advantage of the game. Yeah. I I can see that too. Um, how about you, Aiden? Yeah, I know. I I was thinking, do I, do I wait? Um, I'm also doing another Super Bowl podcast coming out Wednesday next week. So I'll, I'll be giving some more predictions then, but, uh, I guess I'll throw out a name. Um, I'll, uh, I, I think if it's on the chiefs, I'll say it's, um, I'll say it's McColl Hardman wide okay. receiver. Okay. McColl Hardman. Uh, he, uh, obviously fumbled the ball in, in the AFC championship game and, uh, he battled back there. He got a touchdown. He, he looked good. And yeah. I think he's going to be a real difference maker in this game. I think the bucks are. The Bucks know that Mahomes will target Kelsey. They'll target uh, Hill. And Hardman's going to be that third guy that Mahomes is just going to keep passing it to and yep. and, and go off for, for a big game. And uh, on, yeah. 
on that note, speaking of, um, I, I heard Mahomes talking. I think, I think I was just watching like sports center or something, maybe like sports center with Jay and Dan or something like that. Yeah. And I heard Mahomes talking and he was saying the bucks, like he thinks the bucks are going to have a very hard time defending him because he doesn't throw to one specific player most often. Like, yeah, obviously he has his main two guys, but he will just throw to anybody who's open. Yeah. Cause if they're open, if they're open, obviously it's the best play to make, you know, like you can't really say what's going to happen before the play is about to happen. Yeah. And then that exact thing happens. Like that's, that's just too much, too much, uh, too much risk for like maybe little reward, you know, like you could only get like five yards and then you end up being like fourth and five. It's like, what, the hell was even the point yeah. Of it. Like, <laughs> yeah so yeah i i saw that so i think the bucks are definitely gonna have a hard time defending him um especially if they are going to specifically guard certain players uh-huh. um heavier than others because mahomes is such a versatile quarterback and even he can even run the ball obviously so which is something brady really can't do I mean, so, yeah, he's 43, and yeah, and he. I mean, Brady's never even really been a running quarterback, anyways. No, yeah, it's something with this next generation of quarterbacks. It seems like everybody just can run the ball, and I guess well, that I, that's because of age. But uh, it seems yeah. like a lot of quarterbacks have just implemented that into their game now. Well, it's 200 IQ. Why would you not? Like, yeah. you know, like it's just a whole nother game that all these vets in the league, when you get into the league, they won't even really know how to defend it. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. Cause they've been used to all these quarterbacks that sit back and throw the ball or, you know, they, they use their halfback or their fullback or their running backs to run the ball. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's never really, they're just going to go take advantage of the yards. Like look how well the bills did. Yeah. Um, Allen's a great running quarterback. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and they have a decent tandem in in Singletary and Moss, but yeah, the way yeah. that Allen used to, to 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 run out of the pocket and 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 pick up yards, yeah, he's good. And I think the biggest guy for this is is Lamar Jackson, obviously. Hundred percent. So, you can't you can't be yeah. talking about this and not bring up his name. I don't know yeah. how he's not more successful. I don't know either. Maybe maybe he has to work on his uh, pass game. He just can't rely on the run too much, you know? And Yeah, I mean, With maybe. experience, he, he's going to learn. Like, he's got talent through the roof. Um, 100%. His and that, potential is just yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah, and I guess the thing with Baltimore also is that they don't have that... Um, like, they have Mark Andrews, who's a good tight end. I don't know about wide receiver if they have that, like, Tyreek Hill-esque wide receiver yet and if, yeah. if you put him around jackson then you go to another level the defense I, is always going to be there though with the race yeah you definitely have a different story when you're bringing in a big name for yeah. for him to tandem with yeah um but i mean regardless as it is now like he he's a crazy player yeah for sure like, didn't didn't he have in his in his uh draft year didn't he have the fastest uh uh dash time like runtime, uh, maybe out of quarterbacks, yeah, yeah, out of everyone, so, you think? I don't know if it was out of everyone or just out no. of quarterbacks, but it was I probably think he out was of quarterbacks. He was probably fastest in his class, so I guess it yeah. would, yeah, be quarterbacks. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah, he's very like, fast. Yeah, so he's he's got a bright future. I just like you said, I think they need I think they're gonna need somebody to uh to come and help, I guess. I think help is on the way. Losing in the playoffs two years in a row early on, you know, that's kind of the tipping uh, yeah. point. I mean, I think, it kind of has to be on the way at that point. Yeah, if you're, think, if you're management and especially for all the Baltimore fans, like, yeah, it's time. Yeah. You, you got to find a way to compete with Mahomes, and it looks like the bills have surpassed the Ravens now too. So now the Ravens have to compete with the bills. There. Yeah. Jeez. I'm happy. The lines aren't in the AFC cause it's, uh, it's going <laughs> to be tough to make the super bowl. Like with those three guys battling and, it's uh, it's not going to be fun in the AFC to say the least. And then the Cleveland Browns, like you can't forget about them. Baker Mayfield, definitely not. Good year. Juju saying, "Oh, the Cleveland Browns is Cleveland Browns," yeah. and then they get trample steamed. Like, yeah, I oh, mean, man, like Juju, Juju, it, Juju. It was deserved. He's been playing too much Fortnite. Yeah, dancing on the logos too much as well. Yeah, I, I know. Like, yeah. I don't, Anyways, um, anything anything else we want to talk about? That's pretty much the all line I got. A trade. You want to talk about the line A trade? Okay. We could sure. talk about the line A trade. I mean, uh, the only thing I'd really want to talk about is the Tortorella situation. All right, sure. I did have it in my notes, but that, that transition of, of bad Detroit teams really tied me into the football there. So yeah, I just had to it, jump. I had to take it. It uh, really helped. But yeah, yeah. Pa- Patrick Line for, uh, for Pierre-Luc Dubois uh trade between the jets and the blue jackets uh the blue jackets also got back uh jack roslovic in in that deal and the the uh, jets got a third round pick back i believe as well um along with dubois so yeah what are you what were your thoughts on the trade uh i think it was well overdue for both players even line said it himself he thought that he would be traded he wasn't thinking about being traded but he said it, it's expected. Like you're in the league, you're probably going to be traded. Like, yeah, he, he even said like the great one was traded. Like it's the business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He did say that. You're right. Yeah. It's a classic like, line. A thing to say, you know, he says, the well, obvious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like it, line, a just, he just kind of says it like it is. And that might be perfect for Tortorella. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think he's going to get, get along well with, with Tortorella? Th- that's the thing though. Like, He's lazy, it seems like. So seems, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, we don't we don't really know how he is, I guess, in the locker room and and on the bench. But from what we've seen from a, a media standpoint, I guess, you see he's a bit lazy, he's a bit of a jokester. Yeah. Um he's a bit of a I guess from on the ice you can see he's he's a bit of a lazy player, not the best in well his he's he's zone. definitely yeah, he's definitely not I was about to say that he's definitely not a back and forth type player, but yeah, he does provide like scoring that almost no shot. other like no yeah. other player can score like him like no. Uh, almost no other player i should say like like obviously you have ovechkin and yeah like matthews uh, yeah matthews and even kane like sydney crosby probably like i know crosby's never really been a hard time scorer but yeah. at the same time crosby is the best Crosby is backhand. The new, backhand. Yeah, backhand shooter. Crosby's the new era Wayne Gretzky, in my eyes. That's a that's a hot take. I think. In my eyes, Crosby is yeah. the new era Wayne Gretzky, and then it's McDavid not really the new, the new era new anymore. It's like the McDavid is the new era Sidney Crosby. So whenever Crosby's out of the league, 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, David will take his place. That's. I got another question then. I got. I got another question. Do you want to say anything more about? You want. You want to talk more about Tortorella? That stuff. I mean, like, okay. Here, this is what I have to say. Sure. Yeah. I saw his interview, and he was saying, "I treat every player the same," and the way that Pierre Luc Dubois was like complaining and everything, like, like he just needed to get over it. Like, realistically, Tortorella just wants the best out of you he's your coach you know like he doesn't want to lose why would he want to lose yeah yeah he's gonna just lose his job then so like i don't know the way that the way that Pierre-Luc Dubois like team and him himself are handling the situation i completely disagree with because Tortorella is always been like this he will always be like this yeah you've seen it since 2010 when he was the coach of the Rangers, like, you know, like, you know how he's going to be. And for you to just be like, I want out because of my coach. Like, like he's, he's gonna, he's gonna bench you if you're not playing well. And that's how it should be with any player. Yeah. Like regardless of who it is, like you never see Crosby get benched because Crosby doesn't play like ass. (laughs) Dude. I, I feel like with Tortorella though, like, like, yo, know, if he was the Leafs coach, he would be benching Matthews, I think. I feel like he'd be benching Marner, not Matthews. I, yeah, I, I think both. And then, geez, I, I couldn't even imagine what he would do to Nylander. <laughs> he, would, he would scratch Nylander, him. Nylander would either be on the fourth line or he'd be healthy scratch. Yeah, no yeah, that, yeah, kidding. But honestly, be... honestly, like, if Nylander's going to act like he is acting, like – he might need a coach like that one time in his career. Yeah, seriously. Last year, last year, I have never seen a player be so lazy. Yeah. Like yeah. Nylander was worse than Line for laziness, like last season at least. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like Sheldon Keith. I think he's he's gotten something more out of Nylander. Definitely. But, uh yeah, it's tough. Uh all right, one one more question. We brought up Crosby, so I gotta ask. Uh, last question. Do you think Crosby finishes his career as a Pittsburgh Penguin? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been, there's been some rumors about it too. I think Dave Poulin said yesterday that I don't know if there's talks, but there's like, like it's up in the air. Like, and, and also Jim Rutherford's gone. Do you see that? Jim yeah, Rutherford. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard because he was gonna trade Latang to a yeah. team on his no trade list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? I know, right? Like, this guy's like a well-known, respected defenseman. He's been there, won like, three cups. And... Yeah, one of the best in the league for time. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're just gonna be like, yeah, I don't nah. give a shit about you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what? Yeah. Like, yeah. You show some some respect, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I could see Crosby being a Montreal Canadian. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could I, see that too. Yeah, I could see Crosby being. Hmm. Don't say it. <laughs> I was gonna say a Las Vegas Golden Knight. Oh, okay. Because it's a big market, right? And you know, obviously, a big market would want to sign a guy like Crosby because. Yeah it's Sidney Crosby like automatically that's going to get you sales yeah Um, I don't know I I don't think he's gonna get traded or I don't think so either I think it's I think it's too hard to believe right now like yeah 
like maybe but, in two years, but right now I I just I can't I mean, picture it. Like Patrick Line said, I guess even Wayne Gretzky got traded. So Crosby could technically get traded, but I think I think the guy that wouldn't let that happen is Mario Lemieux. Like yeah. he like they played together, Lemieux and, and mm-hmm. Crosby back in the day. Like they lived together. Like Lemieux had his like they were roommates. And mm-hmm. um I don't I, I think it does kind of tarnish his legacy a little bit if he leaves Pittsburgh. Like it's there's something cool about staying with an organization your your entire yeah. your entire career and and the success that he had winning three cups there as well. Like that's meaningful to him. I'm I'm sure I'm Going sure he's fourth finals too. Yeah, I'm sure he's happy retiring as a penguin with Malkin. Like, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think Malkin will ever be traded. I think Malkin's retiring a penguin. Yeah, I uh, hope I hope both of them. I honestly hope Latang does as well. That, that I honestly trio. thought Flurry would have, but yeah. Well, Murray Murray changed that, but then now Murray's gone, and yeah. And now Tristan Jari seems to be underperforming, but yeah. So is Murray. I mean, yeah, the Senators are one five and one. So yeah, that's true. Or I think yeah. it's one six and one now, after the after the game against the Canucks. Yeah, they haven't been good, but they're gonna finish last for a few more years, I would say, and and rebuild in. And I think the Battle of Ontario is gonna heat up in about three years from now. It's gonna. I be saw good. some. I saw some sparks of not excellency, but definitely a bright future for the Senators. And the I mean, yeah, they win, got pieces. in the win against the Leafs game. The Leafs, yeah, Stutzel, um, Batherson. Paul Kachuk, Shabbat, obviously. Yeah, Kachuk Shabbat. Murray, um, I guess, had some glimpses. Derek Stepan. <laughs> Derek Stepan, yeah. He's like that throw, and he's like that PA Parento that the Leafs yeah. had in 2015. <laughs> yeah, you just put him on the ice because he's a vet and he can lead yeah. your team a little bit. Yeah. And then you trade him. Yeah, yeah exactly. He gets something else for him. Same type of guy though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's it. I think I think we're good. Anything yeah, else? Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I, I think we talk I think we've lot. talked about I think we've talked about everything we need to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and more and more. We've, yeah. We we sidetracked a lot. Um, but no, it was good, great conversation. And yeah, Nick, you you're a great guest and I gotta get you on again for sure. Um, Definitely. We'll we'll see if the uh the Chiefs prediction uh comes through for you next Sunday. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, make sure you guys follow Nick on Instagram. I'll put his Instagram in the description below. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, like the video. We're also on Spotify. If you want to listen in your car, on the train, on the go, whatever you want, uh, follow at unlimited pod on Instagram as well. And yeah, we will be back for more episodes very soon. So Nick, thank you once again. Thank you, Aiden. Uh, will, yeah. yeah. See we'll, you guys later. Well, you said it. You said it.